What's up everyone and welcome to the final episode of the Work Prince Game of Thrones recap review podcast. The podcast without a name. I'm your host Bilal and joining me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was going to make a faceless man joke. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> I was, if you're wondering what the writing for this um, intro is so bad, you could kind of blame it on uh, D&D, the showrunners of Game of Thrones. We've kind of just given up on this. We've moved on to other podcasts and uh, left this one in our review mirror. Uh, we have another podcast. We're just tired, man. <laughs> We're tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Um, joining me again for the final episode are Jen. What's up? Christian. I'm eating popcorn. Hi. And Nicole. I saw the episode on the plane, FYI, guys. Ooh, wait. wait Where'd I you want, go? I want to know how this works. So Nicole, tell us. Where um, were you coming from? And how I, was it? I was coming from Salt Lake City for the weekend because I, I was there for a wedding. Um... And congratulations. Up, not my own. Thank you, though. <laughs> but no, yeah, because like flight was um, like at from 5 p.m. I forget. Are they West Coast? They might be. No, no, no. They're no, right they're, they're mountain. Mid, mountain time. OK, yeah. So it was we left at five and landed at JFK like uh, I want to say close to midnight. And um it took like 45 minutes to almost 50 minutes for the whole episode to load. And I was just staring at a screen buffering for 40 minutes, basically. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> Which might have been more entertaining than the actual episode. <laughs> what? Oh. That's crazy. Oh, spoilers for how Christian feels. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say it. I, I at least enjoyed this episode for the most part. Okay. I mean, it had its issues, but I think it was one that of... okay was so judgy, and I'm here for it, Christian. <laughs> oh no, I'm literally just eating popcorn. I, I'm, I, I know it sounds like I'm being judgy, but I'm really just munching. Right, right, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nobody's ever just you know eaten popcorn in a judgmental way <laughs> on a podcast, <laughs> especially not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so um. If you guys were to describe how you felt about this finale, the series finale, with one of the characters from the show, what character would you be? I think I would be Davos. Really just kind of apathetic? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I, I was there for it all. There were mm -hmm. good moments and bad. But in the end, you know, it was all right. And I learned some grammar out of it. He lost some fingers. I mean, bits, he lost his fingers. fingers. He lost his fingers before Game of Thrones. Before the Song of Ice and Fire, you know, the book that was within the show. Me and my wife looked at each other and we did the, that Family Guy a bit of like when he's uh, watching Superman A Quest for Peace in theaters and Superman says the title of the movie. And then Peter like nudges the guy next to him and he's like, eh? <laughs> They said it. They said it. <laughs> I, we do that in every movie we watch. There's a there's a part in John Wick three, uh, which we saw this part. We go where so someone says Parabellum, and we both go and teach. And they're like, eh, eh, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> That's you so guys corny. Are adorable. But it's adorable though. Adorably corny. <laughs> yeah. But 
Yeah. Okay. No. So you would pick Davos. Yeah, I'd pick Davos. Mm. I would pick Drogon. Oh, uh, good Ooh. one. Good one. Yeah. I'm Why Drogon? Just out of curiosity. Because I'm done with this shit. <laughs> so you're just gonna take I'm, your queen I'm, and I'm in, yeah. I'm in mourning. I'm pissed off, and uh, I'm just gonna fly away from here. You're not even gonna fuck up, John. Just gonna burn I mean, the throne. I've thought about it. I've thought about it a lot, but at this point, <sighs> I just, I just don't know if I care that much anymore to fuck him up. Or unless Drogon knew that John would be guilty, would it would be more painful for John to live with his guilt? Uh, that dude did not look sad at all at the end of this freaking show. <laughs> this was not a punishment. This was a reward. <laughs> Don't even lie. This is what he wanted. All this dude has been trying to die for at least six years, maybe more. True. I don't know. And, like, you, you're sending him to the north with, like, the only people who aren't going to make him talk? What? Yeah. Hmm. No, this is a reward. <laughs> the punishment the punishment for him would have been making him king. King. Cause, oh, well, Actually, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Because he wouldn't want it. Yeah. There's this really adorable meme with uh, Drogon saying, pointy thing hurt Daenerys, and so it just decides to burn the closest pointy thing, being the Iron Throne. See, that I love makes that me one. sad. I don't like you saying that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, do you have um, a character? I would probably go with Arya. Hmm. Mainly because it's like I saw a bunch of shit and now I'm going to leave. I'm just going to leave because I'm done with this place. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, what's west of Westeros? The Restoros. The Restoros. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so for me, I've always admired Tyrion, and I felt like he was the character I related closest to. So that being said... How did that feel? I would be Varys, because <laughs> I, I called it, I called it, I called it, and then I got burned alive for it. So there you go. Yeah. Wait. Speaking of calling it, I think I owe Jenna cheesecake. Uh, you, you do. Yeah. yeah. You really, yeah. really do. I, I can't believe this is where we ended. So, neither can I. So, I, uh, for my quick thoughts of the episode, the first forty minutes were spectacular. Everything up to where Drogon pieces out—that should have just been the episode, and for all I cared, because um, everything after that was just like, what the hell are they doing? Um, beautifully shot, some of the best in the photography mm-hmm. and just like visual mm-hmm. language coming off the screen. Uh, I still love how we get Arya just popping up out of nowhere, <laughs> traveling great. I laughed. I laughed really hard when she <laughs> yeah. showed up like that. Like it's a running joke yeah. now. That shot of the nearest <laughs> with Drogon's wings in the back is like probably the one of the coolest yeah. shots, the top three shots of the entire series. Uh, like the pacing of it, how everything felt like. In my mind, when season six ended, uh, the showrunners had in mind this scene. And this is the scene they wanted to get to. These 40 minutes, they knew exactly how this would play out in their mind. Which Everything scene else, in particular are you talking about? The first 40 minutes of this episode. Everything That's not from, a scene, sweetie. No, I mean like the sequence. Of, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> in my mind, it's just one giant scene. They just know how this sequence in King's Landing is going to play out after the aftermath of uh, 
Daenerys burning everyone alive um, to her Nazi-esque um, speech. <laughs> well, I mean, also um, the soldiers. Yeah. And the, the was, I was also surprised how she's like, we're going to liberate everyone, uh, you know, that's stuck, you know, under a uh, tyrant. And I'm just like, by burning them all alive? Okay. I mean, but like, <laughs> I just don't understand how she got there. Like, there's just, it's, again, like we talked so, about last week, there's so many small things that can bring us to that moment, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. that can show us how she is addicted to this savior status. Like, mm-hmm. that's a real thing that, that, that people can go through that we've seen historically. And so it's not that far-fetched for her to do that. And so, and I think that if we had seen more of that and her plan and maybe working to we're gonna save the world from tyrants like it just felt so out of left field the same thing with her burning king's landing i just don't understand how we got to that jumping off point and i think that it would have been such a good moment for her if it had felt earned and it didn't i 100 percent agree with you on that i think Tyrion's explanation after the fact in this episode of how you know she was burning people left and right and they cheered for her because the people she was burning were uh, the people. That, that shit's not allowed you so, guys no, uh, let me what do you mean? Finish. <laughs> okay but, look like I, I get it it's too little too late but I, I do see the leap that they were trying to make but they need there's no there's no connection between that there's no there's no you're burning these people because, you know, they're terrible people, too. I'm going to burn civilians. There's no, 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 no. That's not that. what I'm talking about. Tyrion, with his fourth wall-breaking monologue to Jon Snow, he may as well, at the end of that, turned and looked at the camera and played the office music. We know damn well <laughs> that you are talking to the audience right now. You're not talking to Jon Snow. You yeah. are talking to the viewer. You don't get to do that. This is lazy writing. This is your... This is your parachute right now. You know that you've just crashed your plane. Oh, well, all right. I got a parachute. Hope you got yours. I don't know. It didn't feel like that for me. I totally think that is that is the epitome of telling and not showing. They are telling me that. I think I agree with you there, but it's only because Tyrion hadn't done this all freaking season, which annoys me. Like if he if he put the effort in to actually work as hand and talk to her then, like, this wouldn't that feel so out of left field, you know? But I because mean, like, they didn't set that up, it's just, it's but, so exposition-y. If but I, anybody I, I, had taken that time to talk to her yeah, instead of at her, like, even in that moment, even even in the moment of her death, when Jon Snow goes in there and she's talking about all the good that they can do together, and I've got issues with some of the dialogue in that, but I know you guys are all surprised by that, by me having opinions, but... Um, <laughs> Like, she's so full of hope and that they're going to do this thing together. And instead of talking to her, just chink. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I just don't buy it. So there's there's two things for me. One was just, like, how Tyrion's telling Jon that he needs to kill Daenerys or, like, deal with her, with, uh, which all I see is killing. Uh, and Jon's just kind of standing there like, I don't know what to do. I forgot how to make decisions since uh, <laughs> the Battle of the Bastards, apparently. Um, and it, it's, it's really sad 
just seeing how far John has like they forgot to develop his character for two seasons. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't really yeah. made a decision on his own in a very long time, well, and I, and this season in particular has kind of showed the almost uselessness of Jon Snow. No, so I think I think that's it comes down to the writer's fault in this case. Like I at least how I saw John was like when he becomes Lord Commander, when he who, what was that guy's name he killed, the one he really beheaded for not listening to his rule. Like he was making small decisions then, maybe not the right ones. Like I'll, I'll always say this: like John might not be making the right decisions, but he was always doing what he thought was right. Uh, yeah, he tried doing that, what was best for the realm. Yeah, and that's what I like liked about him. And when he was revived, he like he made that decision. He's like his my watch has ended. I'm going to go down to Winterfell and you know, take it back from the Boltons. Like, at least to the Battle of the Bastards. John was doing shit. He's like, taking steps to becoming a leader. He, sure, like, in the Battle of Bastards, he didn't make the right call and Sansa came in and saved his ass. But at least he was doing something. These last two seasons, I don't know what the hell he's been doing. He just kind of stopped. He was just there to fulfill this role of killing Daenerys in the very end. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's one of those things where, like, it, it, you know, John has had these moments too, where he's had to make those hard decisions, like Jano Slint, so the one that you just referenced, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and like with um, the the traitors in the Night's Watch and Ollie, like taking out Ollie. That's a very personal death there for John, mm-hmm. and so we have these instances of where John has also killed very bad evil men in his life and taken them out, but. He's also let very like like Lord Commander Mormont. Like he's also let very bad evil men do their terrible things. Like freaking Craster is like a perfect example. You know, like these people in this world have made their deals with their devils, and I don't see as many of them getting put on trial for them the same way that Danny does, and it's frustrating for me. It's because she has a dragon. It, it, are you sure that's that's the part you want to go with? It's the dragon? <laughs> it's the dragon. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I mean, so there's that in the beginning. Which, like, But I really enjoyed those first 40, 40 minutes. It was like an old Game of Thrones that seemed sure of itself where it was going next. The writing, as we've said for the last two seasons, hasn't been top-notch, and we don't know where it's been going in the long run but eventually I, I i just guess as soon as the credits rolled for this episode i kind of just sat there and i was like you know what that's that i know this is not the story i expected or from them like but the overall plot points were strong and i've enjoyed the ride uh, from art and production standpoint those teams have killed it costume mm-hmm. i mean just like the ash falling mm-hmm. just uh, yeah. pr- bringing this world to life it's I know there's a lot to be frustrated with, but I think it's easy to forget that there's a lot to appreciate as well. I, like, Benioff and Weiss drag them, drag them to hell um, and back, but I, like, I hear people saying, like, I wasted, I wasted my time with the shop. Like, did you really, though? Like, for eight years, you were part of these discussions, you had this fun just because the ending wasn't what you the writing for the ending wasn't what you expected was it really a waste <laughs> so i'm going to compare what everyone else is doing and say lost was a very similar experience 
where once that ending came out, a lot of fans were just outraged with having wasted eight years or seven six. years, I think, six years, whatever, oh. of their lives. Um, and for this show, it was a little bit different because we were not hoping that it would go there because we've seen this before. Like a lot of people around my age, which is like in the early 30s, um, we, we, we've gone through this with Lost before. And this is like the golden age of television. There's so much good content and ways to go about ending a series. And so when it finally was like wrapped up and done, I agree with you that I like where the story ended up. I like the plot points. But because of the nasty pacing and how messy it was to get there, overall, I just thought this was a complete fail. Well, that's just oh my opinion. Oh my gosh, I am with you, Christian. I overall? am with you 1,000%. Yeah. 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 I, I don't feel like I wasted eight years, um, but I definitely, there's like a hollow feeling yeah. for me. Like, I'll give I, you the hollow feeling. I love this series. I, you know, I've said this several times. I've read these books like six times. I have obsessed over theories and where these characters might go, what they might do. And for me, the I love a good villain and I love a good character. I mean, I, I've said it so many times. I love Cersei. Cersei for me as a female character is phenomenal because she's so interesting. She's so different from what the normal female character is, what the normal female villain is. And so... To, to bring her to life and have somebody like Lena Headey kind of take on that character and really embody it. I was so excited. And, you know, and I love Sansa because she is also a different character. Like, everybody loves Arya. But Arya, for me, is the kind of quintessential fantasy female character. You know, she's the, she's the badass with a sword who's going to save the day. And she just has all of these male character traits, but she's a girl. And that makes her badass. But I like the characters that are genuinely feminine and still are just like, no, I'm going to own that. And that's why I like Sansa so much, too. And then there's Danny who has both of those. And... I always thought that Danny was going to be evil. I always thought that she was going to be her own undoing. I never thought that she would outlive this series. But the the absolute destruction that they have done to her character in the span of 3 episodes it it legit upsets me to my core. When when John finally did the deed, I I cried because I was so mad at what they had done to this character that I love. It just felt very wrong that I was sitting here watching this play out on screen with everybody else watching this play out on screen and knowing that they had done this character a serious disservice. And I couldn't even focus on the rest of the episode because I was so upset and seething at how they had just spiraled this whole thing. And then, of oh, course, Bronn yeah. started talking about brothels, yeah. and I was like, fuck this shit. I hate this show. <laughs> so, I mean, you're right. You're right in all that. And I feel like this is a conversation we've been having for the past three episodes as well. I Maybe I've just hit this point of where I keep seeing the like I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm just seeing it from everyone, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can, I, I see the bad, I see the bad everywhere, but I'm the type of person that likes to see the at least what small parts of good that remain. Um, 
yeah, so, it, so it, here's it, the thing that bothers me about the, the finale and how they executed it. Um, in the end, uh, Tyrion does the epic speech because, you know, he's Tyrion and he's the star. And he mentions, you know, uh, what makes a good king or what makes a good story is a good story. Oh, my God. Oh and my it's God. all about the journey. And <laughs> yes. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. The you know that the person wrote that just masturbated furiously after he put that down. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. he was like, yes, oh, my God, I'm a genius. And so here's so so question. As I was saying, everything, the first 40 minutes, great. Everything else after, mixed, <laughs> giant mixed bag. I mean, so I was going to say Lost basically did the same exact thing with how they concluded their series saying, you know, it's not about this ending. No, no, no. Don't blame the ending. Remember all the good times. You remember? You remember all these epic things that you liked? Remember all these good stories and journeys of all these beloved characters? Well, here's the ending. It's all the about the journey, was guys. The journey we, or the throne was the friends we made along the way. Exactly. And I was just like, no, no, this is BS. I've seen this before. It's freaking Lost. And I never thought I'd be so upset seeing it again with another beloved show that I invested a lot of time and effort into. So, I don't know. Um, that's my two cents. <laughs> I just want to say, I love how upset Christian is, because it's normally me, right? Who's, like, really up in arms and going on a tired. But Christian, every syllable that he speaks, you can hear that little pop of his lips. Like, where he's like... <sighs> <laughs> just the tongue smack on the roof of his mouth like he's so pissed off he's he's trying to do, hold his tongue but can't can't do it anymore you guys i, mean, I love it maybe this is why i look and feel so young is because i let this anger out i'm just like i can uh, accept it there, i can, I, see I, can accept oh. it. <laughs> I can accept oh. this anger and like boil in it or i can just let it go and just move on with my life and you know what i looked up earlier today how many days it was since Dance of Dragons came Dance of Dragons came out and it's been 2870 <laughs> days. Holy crap. And if George R R Martin had written half a page or one page a day since then, we could have been done. We could have just been done. I know that's not <laughs> how writing works. But come on. <laughs> that's basically how writing works, dude. <laughs> I don't know. But like you write one page a day? Like, okay, I but don't. he has released a lot of chapters for the you, Winds of Winter. He has you, released a like, lot was it of like chapters. Yeah. I, I refuse to read them because I'm like, I don't want to reread them later <laughs> on. <laughs> it's it, it's mind-boggling. And, like, I'm trying to even remember how the second half of this episode goes because it's just, like... Uh, okay, so Grey Worm is like, John needs to die, otherwise we're going to start another war for what because your queen died like i get their loyalty to daenerys but like i don't why didn't know they why kill him? well yeah, yeah exactly like exactly john dies so what just like whatever at this point gray worm, gray worm has nothing left yeah he would have murdered john mm-hmm. yeah and there's there no reason for him to keep john alive yeah. exactly it's the same and thing then, i said about drogon personally but yeah and then on top of that they're like okay john now has to go back to the wall and then five minutes later, Grey Worm's on a boat and he's like, peace out, Westeros. Like, me and the Unsullied are out of here. Yeah. Like, come on. And then Davos offers them, what was it? The, some region. The Reach. Yeah. The Reach. And they're like, he's like, you guys gonna start your own house. Full well knowing Unsullied can't have children. Oh my god. <laughs> also, you guys. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that land was promised to Bronn. Of the Blackwater, do you think that they're going to serve Bronn? 
Oh, hell no. Do you think yeah. they're going to live under <laughs> brawn? Which, I, I mean, I, I, I got I to get this out of the way. Why the fuck is brawn a thing? Why the fuck is he on that small council? Yeah. Why did they actually give him Highgarden? Are you kidding me? This guy who has been the most selfish character on the show, and that is saying a whole lot giving the cast of very terrible, bad characters we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. This dude is the most selfish character. And you made him master of coin? I can tell you why. Yep. Comic relief? Nope. What? Why? Oh, Lannister always repays their debts. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't care. Yeah. It's the <laughs> dumbest decision. I like, agree. I mean, honestly, like, if you look at that, if you look at that small council, um, all of those people on that council there, their win-loss record is terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it even even Tyrion, as much as we love him, his win-loss record is atrocious. Yeah. And, and you've got Bronn and Sam, who is like baby maester. Yes. Um, he should still be doing he the looks... poop soup slush shuffle. <laughs> back at the citadel so adorable i mean i love him so i really can't be upset about that but yeah. like and then you've got brienne and podrick who again i love them but it just like at the whole ending sequence there it felt like there should have been a laugh track after danny died it felt like there should have been a laugh track playing at some point like when sansa tells edmure sit down uncle Oh, that, <laughs> the that audience was, laughs. That was fantastic. That was pretty funny. Because I don't know why Edmure died. <laughs> um, I don't care kid. what you guys think of Edmure. Edmure still has a wife and a kid and probably more babies. So he's the real victor here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> River Run is still intact. He probably still has most of his people alive. And most importantly, they're bringing Poland Spring to the Seven Kingdoms. Anyone catch the water bottle scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate that people get so fixated on a cup and a water bottle. It's like it happens. Like yeah, at that budget, at that just like there's so many other issues to talk about. Why are we worrying about a water bottle? I I think it's I think it's just funny that um that's twice in a couple of episodes that they've done that in a show that kind of historically is like really meticulous about those kinds of things. Yep. I bet it, I bet if people went back and watched like looked, really looked, they'd find something. Probably. I'm sure people have tried though. I was going right. to say I yeah. I think I think people who are fans of Game of Thrones are I'm telling you they're obsessive. I like. I don't know what these people are doing. They're like, if you're that big of a fan, why are you concentrating on the leg of a chair? <laughs> like, I'm watching on a 70 inch screen, and I wasn't looking anywhere I don't near where th- that was. See, I don't was. think that it's. I don't think that it's that. I think because of who he was sitting next to, people were like, "Who's the guy sitting next noticed. to Edmure?" Mm-hmm. And then they start looking, and they go, "Oh, what the heck is that? Oh, it's a water bottle." And so people were saying, "Oh, I think that's Howlin' Reed," and like. It's, it, the it, fans lost their mind. They were like, "Are you kidding me? This is how you're going to put Howland Reed in the show?" Like, not even with a name. Not even with a name. Like, you know, and and even the Prince of Dorne. Just if you had the subtitles on, he was just Man One. And then, uh, oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But did you, like they did name drop a new Prince of Dorne. Like, what was it last episode or that one before? 
Did they didn't? Did they give him a name? They didn't give him nope, an actual no name. name. I was gonna they're say they just called him the Prince of Dorne. They yeah, were not like, going Dorn to give him a, a name. Prince. And you know because of his outfit, right? That's that's yeah. how we know. <laughs> dude, that dude. There was a meme uh, of uh, him just like lounging in his chair, just like when you're when you know this me- when you're one hour into a meeting and knew it should have just been an email. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but okay. So I I wanna I wanna go back because I feel like we're we're jumping around a little. So we we kind of lumped. Ju- go ahead. Can we just go back uh, and talk about um, the glow up of uh, Sweet Robin? Yeah, Robin's glow up. I mean, uh, I guess milk did his body good. <laughs> oh. Mother's milk. Mother's yeah. milk. He and Tormund could have some bonding moments. <laughs> Like, dude, like, I think that that character's, like, he's so messed up, right? Like, that that kid is messed up in the head. He probably has his own just host of women who are all lactating that, that oh, he yeah. just, like, yeah. so that he can just keep breast milk around as a staple. The finest breast milk He was never going to eerie. starve. Yeah. <laughs> I regret bringing a t- attention to You're her. welcome. Yeah, see? You interrupt me, this is what you get. How dare you? No, so I was going to say, I think that we should kind of, because we kind of jumped to the ending there, and like, but the, the beginning of the episode, I I want to talk about, like, because I, I actually think that this episode should have realistically started with Danny's speech, well, and I really? think, yeah, I think that, I think that we should have, we should have seen that, and then maybe as she's giving the speech... Um. Oh, sorry. My monitors decided to uh, go on a a sleep. Um. You know, and then and then progress from there into seeing the different things with Danny because I think that we would have gotten more stuff with Danny and what she was doing, and I don't know that we really gained much from all of the other things beforehand. You know, I mean, Tyrion mourning Jamie and Cersei. Like again. Jamie and Cersei kind of got this like really tender goodbye for these for these two characters and it felt weird mm-hmm. as much as I loved Tyrion you know mourning them and being sad like and he and Peter Dinklage is so good at it I don't know what good that brought us and then you know watching the Lannisters in the streets and the standoff between Grey Worm and Jon I think that that pays off more if in the end Grey Worm avenges Danny and so I just it kind of all felt like it's it's weird because we've rushed to this ending but there's so many things that feel also superfluous in terms of storytelling I mean especially when if you think about it if Cersei and Jamie had just moved about 10 feet to the left right Ugh. they would have been just perfectly fine. fine yeah now slide now y'all <laughs> cha cha real smooth <laughs> so it's just it's it's like okay we've already seen the horrors of what Danny has done give me Danny's reaction give me more of these intimate Danny moments because you're about to destroy this character that i love and admire and if you're going to do that please at least build me to it and so i don't feel like they did that you know like obviously she had her speech and they had this image of 
the Dothraki and the Unsullied standing there at attention, and I know that it's supposed to just, I guess, harken back to Hitler and the Third Reich and standing at attention like that. And it just, it was like, okay, yeah, the imagery's there, symbolism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's also something to her words that it's like, I know what you're getting at, but you haven't gotten to this point with this character yet. Yep. Wholeheartedly and, agree, Jen. And yeah. so, even with, with them killing the Lannisters in the streets, the Lannister soldiers, Jon Snow, that's still not much different from what you came from. You guys behead people who desert the Night's Watch. Like, you 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 killed the, the traitors in the Night's Watch who stabbed you. And, like, well, I mean, the Night's Watch, they've already had a chance. I mean, isn't it kind of a rule that if you break, if you leave the Watch, you're sentenced to death? Yeah. I mean, but, like, you're also fighting a war. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not condoning, yeah. I'm not saying, like, well, maybe we should kill prisoners of war. That's not what I'm saying. Like, yeah. No, I but I'm saying yeah. I'm yeah. saying in the context of this world that has been established, it's not right and it's not okay and it's not a good look. It's a really really bad look. Um, but I don't think that it is so different from what some of the other main characters have already done. You know, I mean, like it's, it's not. something that's it's something that Stannis would have done. Absolutely, Stannis would have killed him. Yeah. It's not, yeah. but I think at that point in time, I think the main cast and what they were trying to convey is that we're tired of war. Like, this was supposed to be the end. Why are you killing more people? But it still doesn't really make much sense in terms of the lore and the world itself, and that I agree with. Uh, but for purpo the purpose of serving the episode, you can kind of see that they just killed everyone off. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I don't know. I'm pretty sure John was like, guys... This episode has like forty minutes left, and we need to kill at least five more characters. So um, let's just get it moving. <laughs> just, you know, he, he just they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just think it's one of those. All right, you've shown the horrors of war and this terrible thing that Danny has done. Let me see Danny. I need it, to see this main character who has done these terrible acts. And, and again, it's for the purpose of serving the story that they want to tell real quickly, even though it completely breaks character, because they don't want to show the more vulnerable and intimate sides. They just need to show Danny as the villain. So they very much framed everything to portray that, which is why everyone felt betrayed, because it's like, well, no, like, give us her reactions while she's doing these things. Show us the other moments of, of her experience and her journey, especially now when it's the freaking end. So, I don't know. Do you guys feel that they did sort of that sort of um, lack of showing kind of how more rounded these characters are, especially for both Cersei and Daenerys? Like, it, like I, it just seems like, especially with female characters, they don't really, they really didn't give that much at all, if any, this entire season, and maybe even through last season. So, so I think it's, I think it's a couple of things. I think that they were for whatever reason trying to create this tension between Danny and Cersei without having them on screen together or in a scene together um, and so 
Lena Lena Headey is like a really powerful presence mm-hmm. of of an of an actress, right? Like mm-hmm. she embodies Cersei, and she's kind of intimidating with it. And so, and I think that if they were to have a standoff face to face with Cersei and Danny, Cersei wins that mm-hmm. hands down. And so, to rectify that, they had to kind of bring Cersei down by making her concerned for her unborn child, having her stare wistfully out the window, holding a glass of wine, having all of these more somber moments for Cersei as a character, when the reality is, is Cersei would not be doing those things. But to make the playing field even between these two, they have to do that. And in the same regard, Amelia Clark is an adorable frickin' uh, human being. Like, she is a cupcake and rainbow and butterflies and she's so likable Mm -hmm. that they had to take her off screen for these more (sighs) disastrous moments for the character like when she when she goes full evil they didn't show her because we look at her and we go oh my gosh i want to fight for this woman Mm -hmm. i i believe in her and so, and like even in her her dying moments, in her in her moments prior to John stabbing her, and she's saying these things about wanting to make the world good, mm-hmm. and that they can do it together. I like I'm looking at her, and I'm like, yes, yes, you can. You guys <laughs> totally, you totally can do it together. I believe you, Danny, because Amelia Clark just is just so freaking likable that if you have her on Drogon burning children, I'd be like, well, I mean. Maybe the kids were terrible. Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe these kids all kicked puppies. You know, it, it's just like they probably deserved it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that's probably why she's not on screen for those things. And they have to have those heavily symbolic moments, like her first scene being her walking out with Drogon's wings behind her. They have to use all these things around them to then show her as look evil she's evil she's bad yeah. we're gonna take her down because she you know she's terrible do you not notice all the black armor and the black drogon painting everywhere uh, we're all evil you know it's it's it was so in your face it's like i get it you guys were really the bad guys all along but yeah it was a little yeah, excessive she, she she pulled that uh that outfit off of cersei's rack all right <laughs> where did they get that giant targaryen flag from i was wondering that same thing <laughs> like man your like, weavers are working overtime <laughs> dang like are the unsullied like secret like sewers or something like, they they're they very just, talented <laughs> oh they've you know had, what? Like, they've had like five uh unsullied just carrying that thing around <laughs> yeah. for just years just in case they made Mud- it back in Astapor, you know? Yeah. Drogon hung it, because, you know, he can reach it. Yeah. Right, yeah, he's got, like, a little saddlebag, <laughs> and he's had that in there the whole time. Oh. Um, so one of the things that I just wanted to mention, because it was a beautiful shot, um, was uh, right after Daenerys finishes her speech and Tyrion just lines up right next to her, he, you know, he mentions, you, you know, you murdered an entire city. And at this point, it's supposed to be like, all right, Tyrion's going to do the right thing. And he takes his little Hand of the King uh, pin and he throws it down the stairs right when all the Unsullied are doing their little chant with their spears. And the second you just hear it like a pin drop mm-hmm. and everyone just goes dead silent. Um, I just have to mention, like, that was very beautiful in terms of mm-hmm. cinematography and great for the show. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's like, it's exactly yeah. what you two have been saying this entire time. It's that these this episode, these moments are what we all expected to co- happen. It's everything has been building up, at least to these first 40 minutes, everything's been building up to this. But none of it is earned. Uh, none of it is set up. And so it comes across as... It 100% comes across as unearned, and it's disappointing for a lot of people. I mean, look how many people were fans of Daenerys, named their children Daenerys. Daenerys. <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, those kids are going to grow up maybe in a couple of years. They're going to be like, Mom, Dad, why did you name me Daenerys? Your name is Nicole now. <laughs> 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 but my birth certificate says you go by your middle <laughs> name. <laughs> See, that's why I named my kid Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> we blow up religion in our family. Mm, exactly. <laughs> See, Bilal, maybe if, you know, if 12 Monkeys didn't end the way it did, you and I would be angry. You know what I mean? Like, I really... Uh, we got our satisfying you know, we ending. We got our very, very satisfying ending. And, like, I feel like Jen and Christian are so passionate. And so many fans are passionate about this yeah. because they're so invested in the characters and in the story in such a deep way that it's so offensive the way it's sort of played out, right? But yeah. I can understand yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, like, like, I understand their anger. Like, and I, I'm not saying they're wrong in any way, but for me, it's just... Woosa. Bad boys too. <laughs> like, put your hands oh, in the ears and just go, wow. <laughs> Just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, I mean, these two need to be dragged. Like I said, they'll do two fantastic Star Wars movies based off source material and then do a terrible third, third one. one. Uh. Um, Don't yeah. tell me that, Bilal. They're doing KOTOR. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's not going to be good, guys. Yeah. It's not. But <laughs> how did you guys feel? Like I, I feel like I needed more for from Sansa wanting. Maybe not. Like I get why Sansa wanted the North to be independent, but I just wish that the show did a better job of crafting like what that actually means for the North because. Oh. I have some thoughts on this. So do I. Go ahead. Go because for it. I, did you? Uh, for, for me, it was just like she. I, first off, I love how she shames her brother first and then asks for independence. She's like, oh my god, his pee pee doesn't work. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so. Boy, you said it, the kindergarten, yeah. kindergartner insult there. Yeah. Like, no, his dick don't work. Yeah. He's not making any kind of babies. Yeah. And also, he's brand broken. Dude. Okay. So. <laughs> With Bran the Broken, that is a really powerful name if they had used it in the same way that it's used in the books. Mm -hmm. And so Bran the Broken is uh, a phrase that is repeated quite a bit with Bran. And he thinks it about himself a lot, that he's Bran the Broken. Mm -hmm. And so I would have really liked to have seen this journey, this payoff where, like Tyrion says you wear this as an, as armor, you know, and it's where Bran comes to terms with Bran the Broken mm-hmm. and how he is this character and that this brokenness has led him to be who he is and he's embodying that so no one can hurt him. And they didn't get to that point. And so instead, every single time someone said Bran the Broken, it sounded like they should snicker afterwards because it felt like an insult. See, I didn't feel that way because for me it was Bran the Broken, ruler of a broken kingdom, because at this point, 
basically everything is broken. So I, I actually thought it was more befitting. Except for the wheels that Danny should have broken. Which were <laughs> Yeah. What your son did, Drogon. <laughs> Drogon broke the wheel. Jen, did you... Um, how did you like... Um, whatchamacallit? I'm blanking on the actor's name. Um, the... Wait, I'm trying to... Wait, I can't formulate the words right now. But how did you like the actor's portrayal of Bran after becoming a three-eyed raven and this sort of, like... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, just because, like, since you talked about how in the books he is... He goes through that journey of being Bran the Broken, but, of course, we don't really get that on the show. And so, has his... Do you feel like his portrayal of the character has been kind of like not really true to the story, or so I think that I, I also want hard. you to do this mm-hmm. in your best brand impression. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I came here? <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like this is this is a so much longer discussion, but. Because the characters are vastly different. And, and I'll be honest, I actually really don't like Bran. I think okay. Bran is boring. Uh, his chapters are only interesting because of the mysticism and the magic mm-hmm. that are prevalent throughout. Like, it's obvious that Bran is a very important character in this A Song of Ice and Fire world. And so I just trudge through them because I have to. And there's going to be a just a wealth of information about this world in all of his chapters but Bran as a character is so boring he's whiny and irritating and he's worse than Harry Potter in Order of the Phoenix oh gosh so (laughs) like I just I just don't find him likable and I think that after becoming the three-eyed raven the actor portraying Bran probably did the best with what he was given mm-hmm. but i mean the dude had like one line an episode that he was in mm-hmm. so it's not like he had a ton to play off of he doesn't get much interaction with the other characters he doesn't get a whole lot of backstory or background given to him so what is he supposed mm-hmm. to do with this character who is basically big brother now how are you supposed to portray him as somebody who would be a good king because honestly looking at it i think i'm right i think the dude's evil i think he set this stuff up from the beginning and i mean how do you say why do you think i came here without that shit coming across as evil and exactly this from the very beginning and one of his finals in his final scene he's like yeah you know what i'll go figure out where drogon is you mean you could have saved all those people also oh my gosh because like i thought that theory was kind of crazy but by the end of this, and I'm writing a feature about this entire thing. You can see on the wordprint.com. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my, I, I think Bran is legit evil because he knew this is exactly what he needed to do for this to unfold the way that it had. Th- that that disturbs the crap out of me. So it's like very he, disturbing. He probably and it's set just... up the whole thing with like Daenerys and John and like all that stuff. He could have been controlling the Night King this entire time. Mm. You never know. And uh, and even now, like now that he's king, he can warg into Drogon whenever he wants. Like, come on, why are you well, making? Not the... even just. What's up? Not even just that, but like because he is like a legitimate big brother, he can see, see yeah. everything. W- a- according to the magic and the lore that they've set up in the show, he can see 
everything. You're right. And so nobody's going to rebel against him. They, you can see, see it coming. See this, he knows what they're going to do. And that bothers me because it's like, wait, wait, wait. So you guys were upset with Daenerys as being queen, but this dude potentially could be a million times worse. And you're just going to go on a freaking leap of faith that <laughs> everything's going to be okay. Story? <laughs> That's there are so many people with better stories in this show. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Um, John has a better story. Arya has a better story. Everyone has a better story. Bran is the Everybody epitome. Yeah, Bran is the epitome of like the worst in millennials. He literally sat there doing nothing and then took all the credit. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh. you know, you know what really annoyed me? If you ever played Bioshock Infinite, yes. there's a quest you go on to get this power up to get through this elect. I think you had to get through electrified pants or you had to power it up, and then you never use that ability again. And that's what Arya's face swapping thing was for me. It's like, <laughs> she has these skills with an assassin, and she uses it to kill Walder Frey. And that's about it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But I mean, I that mean, is an important that's, kill. That's a lot of the magic and abilities on the show, though. And what they've done with that. Like, it, it hasn't become relevant again. Warging has not become relevant again. Except, I guess, to go check on Drogon for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I just... I, or to go into a bunch of crows during the middle of the biggest battle you've ever been in, or ever will be in, I assume. You know, I, I just... It hasn't panned out in the way that I had hoped. And so, like, all of these dominoes were stacked up in such a way that when they fell, I thought it was going to be this beautiful picture and instead mm -hmm. it was just like a kid just walked through and just kicked him out of the way it's like oh look yeah that was cool i guess do you see the way that one fell that was neat <laughs> <laughs> oh it bothers me too because that means that every time where we question why doesn't brand do something it's because he knew that he wasn't supposed to so that he could win basically mm. that that's ah that's infuriating yep how are you supposed to... And I'm supposed to root against Danny? I'm supposed to believe that Danny's evil? No, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I mean, I will say that the death sequence for Danny was phenomenal. I mean, Drogon got me good. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. That, yeah. that little nuzzle against her body to try to get her to move. Oh, my goodness. Waterworks. Yeah, that was good. And, I, I mean, I really wish that I would... <laughs> I would have seen, at least after that, after the fact, a little more hmm, guilt or regret, maybe, from John. I mean, he had the, the conversation with Tyrion, but it just felt so distant. Well, okay, I'm going to ask a question. Um, given what he talked with John talked about with Tyrion, and then the conversation he has with Danny, um, do you think at that moment he was in the right to murder her? Knowing that there was think, no other option? Like. I think it's really hard for me to be unbiased here. Okay. Because I don't think that... I don't think that John ultimately makes that decision. Like, I think John did that because someone else coaxed him into doing it. Yeah. And, and Tyrion felt that way because someone else had coaxed him into feeling that way. And Varys felt that way for whatever reason that Varys felt that way. And so, like, it kind of became this self fulfilling prophecy in its own way like oh she's evil because of these things and i just 
I think the moment where I knew it was going to happen is when he asks her, but, like, who decides what, what other people think are good? And she's like, well, obviously, we know what's good. And I'm like, oh, that's it. You're, it's over. Yeah. yeah. But, again, in the context of this world, in the context of everything, that's what this world has done. Like, who gets to decide what's good? Um, apparently, the seven people sitting up on a platform who are listening to a prisoner decide what's what king like they get democracy. to decide what's good they yeah they okay laugh yeah. It. <laughs> they laughed it off yep. it was yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> silly poor people silly sam yeah i mean wait till they get their next famine it's great <laughs> oh uh. there is so much and wrong about the con- sorry go and ahead so it's like so it's like that line it's supposed to be this earth-shattering line that that shows how far gone she is and how she is so driven by her need to be right almost and her savior status so that like she knows what's good she's decided what's good she gets to deem what is good or evil and again like outside of this moment where we really had to see her as evil with burning children and stuff like even in Tyrion's stories telling it telling them back to john Oh, well, you know, she killed a lot of evil men. A lot of evil men who would have done a whole lot worse to her. Uh, okay. Like, that's... Uh, yeah, um, good for her. Kill them. Kill, kill the evil men. And so, like, you're not really making me turn against her with this argument here. And so, she still just didn't feel like somebody who was mad with power. Yeah. In my eyes. Reading that line especially with the context of the world, especially with the context of the power dynamic that is set up in this world. I agree with that. Like, I don't think she was mad for power. I think she really did want to liberate it in her own way, like how she saw the world. But I do think at that moment, he did sell one big point, which was uh, John and his family were definitely always going to be at risk with her in power. Yep, Mm -hmm. especially since she wanted, uh, Santa wanted to uh, split apart. Yeah. I mean, but again, that also doesn't quite fit into the context of these things that they had said because she said that they would rule together. And yeah. so and I, I genuinely think that she would have ruled with him at her side. But and do you think she would have let the North go free or let Sansa... She made a deal with Yara for the Iron Islands to be separate from the Seven Kingdoms. I thought that they, was part, I thought the Iron Islands were part. part of... Oh. No. No, the Iron that? Islands are part of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. So that was yeah, part of Yara's agreement to give Danny her fleet, to use the fleet to go to Westeros, was the Iron Iron Islands want their freedom. So this this whole need for her to cling on to the north, like I like I, I, I get it, but like you've already given away one. And so and that makes this this whole Sansa standing up to Bran going, uh, actually, little bro, um, North kinda wants to be free. Like, why didn't Yara and this unnamed Prince of Dorne stand up and go, Hey, yo, wait, we didn't know that was an option. We want to be independent, too. Oh, my God. I was going to bring that up. You are 100% uh... right, because that was infuriating. Because I'm a big fan of Dorne, and the first thing I thought of was, Wait, 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 wait. Those guys are just as independent as the North. If the North is splitting off, why doesn't Dorne do it? Because yeah. Dorne doesn't really exist in this show. Not only do they not exist, but they haven't done anything. They haven't raised their armies even once for a single battle. They're the only house that remained completely unharmed. 
Dorn had five warriors. I mean, the Montels definitely got harmed. Oh, no, no, yeah, the family did, but I meant the actual, like, kingdom and the people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They had about, what, five to ten warriors shown in the entire show, even though they have a formidable force. I know. Um... I yeah, mean, they, these are people that they grew literal mountains between their kingdom and the Reach so that they wouldn't have to join the other kingdoms. You know, like, they held out the longest yeah. when it came to joining the Seven Kingdoms. And so, for them to just kind of just go, eh, okay. And even and even Yara, like, the Greyjoys, with as stubborn as they are and as different as they are from everyone else they would want their independence too and this was a thing for yara that she wanted for her people i think yara's kind of went out the window absolutely but i think in yara's case they're like well you know she loves danny so she's gonna honor the kingdoms by staying in it i guess that's what they were trying to reason it as it wasn't the biggest sell for me either okay but danny's not queen anymore exactly this (laughs) exactly this entire thing let me yeah go ahead oh yeah but danny's not queen but Tyrion still can give High Garden to Bronn. <laughs> like that stuff doesn't make any sense. The, to me. A lot of the political stuff that they just threw in at the end there, like it seriously felt like the ending to a sitcom series. Well, like even none of even it made the, sense. Even the scene of like they, you are stuck with on time, yet they spend five minutes on Tyrion shuffling around with chairs. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a funny know. moment though. I I enjoyed that that small little, but yeah. For a second, I, for a second, I thought Bron would just pop up with a crossbow and just <laughs> kill him. And then it just kind of played for the last. Though I will give it to Bron, his idea of brothels totally makes sense, economically. Gosh, I hate I, you. I, I mean, I mean, what? No, I mean, l- 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 let's talk about it. Like, oh, okay. K- King's Landing has mm-hmm. a harbor. They mm-hmm. have a lot of trade mm-hmm. that comes in from the east and west mm-hmm. when sailors come in they like to do two things they like to drink and they like to fuck <laughs> they need to spend their money somewhere i mean what are they gonna do buy some bread no they're gonna drink and they're gonna fuck so you need a brothel to reinvigorate the economy of king's landing oh my gosh. and the six kingdoms like expressive bra- stds yes yeah you know, and bra- where are they gonna where are they gonna park those boats where, where's exactly the there's no dock exactly thank yeah. you where, where, where are they going to? Which, Wait. which inn are they going to sleep in? Wait, there were ships. That throne room, the war room was fine at the end <laughs> for whatever reason. Everything got cleaned up really fast. That made no sense, too. <laughs> All right, so here's a, here's something I have to bring back because I've brought it back every episode that we've done so far. And this is a huge political problem. The Dothraki. Why do we keep ignoring the Dothraki? First, they're all supposed to be dead, and then half of them are alive, and now they're literally sitting in King's Landing, and the Unsullied left... Jon Snow walk the streets of King's Landing Absolutely. to leave the city. Are you kidding me? They would never do that. They would shank him in the street. Absolutely. If Grey Worm doesn't, one of the Dothraki does. Yeah, and here's the thing. Is... Blood of my blood, I'm killing you. Exactly. Bye. But the thing is, is like they're they're a people too, and I think we've forgotten about that. And now they're just allowed to roam free. What's stopping them from going back to their old ways and literally just raping and pillaging all of Westeros? Nothing. <laughs> especially now that they have no leader. Yeah, and especially now yep. that there's no armies left except yep. for like Dorne and maybe the uh, Eyrie. Maybe Bran just warged into all of the, the Dothraki. And, and domesticated and, them. No, he, <laughs> he, he wargs into their horses and then jumps them off a cliff into the water. That's what you do. Come on. Ruthless. <laughs> wow. He's, yeah. I mean, we already established he's evil. 
Dothraki can't swim. They, they think the ocean water is poison. So there you go. It's solved. Not a plot hole at all. <laughs> There's so many plot holes with this episode. <laughs> uh. All right. Um. So let's talk about those endings for the Starks in this case. Uh, we have Arya shipping off west of Westeros. To Westeros. To Westeros. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Um, you would think what one of the Greyjoys or somebody on the Iron Islands would have just been like, you know what? We should go west. Let's screw, uh, screw the Seven Kingdoms. Um, let's go out west and see what's out there. And maybe it's better. But no. Nobody's ever thought of trying to see if the Earth is actually round or not. I would laugh if she just goes west and she just ends up on Ezos, like the far end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> well, that's where Noth is, right? Yeah, that's why I, I'm kind of yeah. laughing, because they'll just go full which circle. Is, which is also terrible that uh, Grey Worm and the Insulator are like, oh, we're going to go to Noth. Oh, you mean that area that's poisonous to anybody who's not born there? Way to go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Butterflies are going to kill you. Plot hole. Thanks Thank you. Lot. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's the deal with the butterflies? I haven't... They're, really poison, they're the poisonous. Noth the is, is poisonous to anyone who doesn't, like, already live there, doesn't have the tolerance to it. So them going there and going, like, I understand it's a tribute to Missandei and where she's from, but, yeah, it's, it's poisonous. Maybe it's a well, suicide mission, and they, you know, they have uh, no purpose okay, anymore. If, if that's the case, he would have taken John with him. Oh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> I'm, which, okay, then brings us to John. Well, oh, John last. Okay. Let's go Sansa. Sansa becomes the Queen of the North. Very nice wardrobe, I have to say. Very awesome. Um, I mean, really I will sh- say that it's interesting that all of the females have started just dressing like Cersei. <laughs> well, they, now they have um, Her crown the was status. similar. Even? Well, you see, you see, there's this one um, weaver, fine clothes, <laughs> but they only weave these type of outfits for queens. So, uh, she really knocked one out for Daenerys, who got blood all over it really fast. Also, uh, she's like, screw that. Who's the next queen? And then went up to Winterfell and made it for Sansa. <laughs> Pothole <laughs> closed. <laughs> Any other plot holes anyone has? I'll close them right now. <laughs> I I will say Sansa's storyline was probably the only one I was pretty satisfied with. I'm like, okay, I got it. We're good. Like I, I mean, I, was... I don't. I again, I don't love how they've made her kind of one note. Yep. And she doesn't have the political shrewdness that everybody keeps telling us that she has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that she's smart, and I wish that more people would listen to her. But by the end there, it's kind of like, all right, free north, free north, free north, free north. We get it. Okay. Let's, and I just don't know that they knew what else to do with her besides having a free north and making her queen in the north. That was, that was it. That was her plan. We're not going to do anything else with her. It would have been cooler if she had earned it without having to shame her brother. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like he deserved a little bit, especially after his comments to her. Yeah. About you how look- she looked beautiful. <laughs> and the night she was the raped. night she was horrifically mm-hmm. raped. Yeah, that by was that was pretty awful. I will. Yeah, s- so he deserved it. I will say though that like everyone kind of comes full circle, which is kind of nice. Albeit, you know, again, it's not the strongest way of getting there. So for Sansa, she wanted to be a princess. She ends a queen. There you go. Mm-hmm. Going back to Arya really quick. 
I know it was mentioned like once that she was wondered what was west of Westeros, but why all of a sudden like the urge to go? I just found that to be a little bit random. Agreed. I think I think for her it's more like you know she traveled all of Vesos, and now she's gonna tra- travel the other side. Like her her journey is a very much I'm gonna do my own thing, by y'all. Yeah, I mean, it's like that phrase that they kept saying at the beginning of the series. Um, the lone wolf survives and the pack dies. That's that's what happened. So, you know, they all went their own lone wolf ways. That's it, right? <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was winter is coming. because I thought that too, but it, it, it didn't. It never did, so. yeah. It, 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 yeah. Because as John returns to the It's really embarrassed wolf, about that, though, so you need to stop bringing it up. <laughs> more, it was more like spring break. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, John, and like, you know, it was like raining ash, and then it was raining snow. Yeah, and I, I, I'm so confused. It's the song of ice and fire. But <laughs> oh my god, the ash and the snow. Yeah, exactly ice and fire. Oh my god, symbolism, <laughs> you did it. y'all. Symbolism. <laughs> you, you fixed it, Christian. You fixed yeah. the entire series. <laughs> And if that doesn't help, uh, here's this literal book called Song of Ice and Fire, (laughs) where we're going to troll Tyrion and tell him he's not mentioned. (laughs) It's pretty funny, but it kind of... You think that's funny? I think it's funny because he's hand, so he could just fix it anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that that kind of humor fits in this world, though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this, the final half hour or whatever of the, the show didn't feel like game of thrones like it oh, felt like fan fiction yeah 100 percent. i think what happened was <laughs> they saw how avengers endgame ended and they're like hey let's fix this right now and so they digitally <laughs> no. let john pet ghost <laughs> oh my god I'm sure, I'm sure they went yeah. and they had some like last minute filming to do uh kit we know you cut your hair but wear a wig we've saved a wig for you <laughs> you're going to pet this damn dog you know here's a stuffed animal pet it <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon, um, the Hidden World came out on Blu-ray today, and the Twitter account for the movie has a little thing with Kit Harrington and Toothless. It's really adorable. Um, uh, he shows more affection to Toothless than he does Ghost all the entire series. <laughs> um, I I thought that was funny. Yeah, but yeah, John goes to the wall. The gates open to really show nobody there. <laughs> oh, like there's these two <laughs> Night's Watch guards. I don't know who they are, but they escort him to the wall. Like, who are these guys? Where did they come from? Did they just happen to be at King's Landing all of a sudden? <clears throat> so they escort him back to the wall. The gates open. Tormund's waiting there for him with his like wedding dress on. Um, it's really beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and John and John's just like. You know, screw this. He goes up beyond the wall uh, with the wildlings to just happen to have all new outfits just ready to go. And there's like a little green grass sprouting from the snow because it's spring apparently. And winter, Ned Stark was just a giant liar. <laughs> Climate change isn't happening. It's all a lie. The Republicans are right all along. I And then, yeah. and then it just... Yeah, he just rides north, and there's zero consequences. Like he couldn't just stay in Winterfell. Like who was gonna check up on? No, him? he went to I, I don't ride it. off into the snow set. 
Not the sunset. I, the the snowset. snowset. Yeah. Again, that's a reward for him. He doesn't want to be in Winterfell. He that's doesn't. A, he doesn't want to be King of the North. in any yeah. kind of a leadership mm-hmm. role. He doesn't want to be in King's Landing, like being north of the Wall. This is this is a victory for him. I mean, here, I should have killed Danny a long time ago. It's a victory for House Stark too, because now you have a Stark as king, a Stark as king of the North, and a Stark as king beyond the Wall. Because let's be yeah. honest, John is definitely the new man's raider. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why this didn't make sense to me too, because the Unsullied picked up and left. So everyone who hated John just peaced. Why, except the Dothraki, but like, why is he leaving if he doesn't have to? Because uh, he wants to. Ugh. He does not want to be there. I know, he's, but... Yeah. He's so glad that not one of them mentioned the fact that he's a Targaryen by birth. Mm-hmm. I like, wow, like he that's, dropped that's, that's, that storyline altogether. <laughs> it's only important because it made Bran king. God damn That's it. what it is. And, like, and... I it's just... How are the lords okay with this? They're like, okay, fine, we'll make Bran Stark king. That's fine, I understand that. And then Sansa immediately is like, oh, actually, we're going to be a separate kingdom. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. So two neighboring kingdoms, both run by Starks. Mm -hmm. The Stark now sits on our throne, and his lands aren't in our kingdom. Yeah, this this is probably fine. Like, how were they... How were they... Not immediately planning to overthrow Bran. Because there's been enough chaos and bloodshed. It's That's really why. never stopped people before. But I think about it. Who's left at this point? Dorne. Who's... That's really it. Yeah, but like Dorne, Dorne and River Run. Dorne lost their. Oh no, River Run was getting totally sacked before the war, during the war, yeah, and like... L- Lannisters took over. Yeah. It's been a minute though. I mean, you saw how quickly they kinged up King's Land. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> there was a video somebody posted online. It's uh, Ben from Parks and Recreation walking into like this office party and everyone's cheering him. I and the text this. goes, John arriving at the wall for his quote-unquote punishment. Um... And just some other great moments from Twitter that I would like to quickly point out. Wait, wait, are you are you really not going to talk about your your ship here below? My, sh- my ship? Yeah. Which one? Like the only like really really good moment from this episode. I, I'm not even remembering it. Brain. Oh, oh my Jane. god! Oh. You mean you mean her burn book moment? <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because everyone at my house was just like, uh, she's probably like, Jamie is a fucking Or like, I bang Jamie. I hate Jamie Lannister. He is scum between my toes. It was was a sentimental moment. I just, you know what would have been better? If he had not slept with her. I think this Uh moment would have had a bigger impact. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You just did not need that storyline at all. Nope. So on the DVD version... Um, I'm I'm putting out my own DVD version. HBO is likely gonna sue me for it, but like that scene <laughs> will just be missing altogether. It's just gonna be, um, them at that party, and then I'm gonna Photoshop Tormund arriving in the room, and oh. do my best Tormund impression. Yeah. Yeah. And then just completely cut that crying bit, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. That never yeah. happened. 
Good. Then I have more time to slide in all these evil brand moments. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna redo. We're gonna redo Game of Thrones with uh, Funko Pops. I'm buying all of them for Game of Thrones, <laughs> and we're just gonna redo season eight. You know, like it, may, it really makes me laugh because like I, there's all this merchandise out there for from Funko and all like all the, Funko's the only one that I know that makes toys anymore. Um, I'm just like it's Daenerys on the throne, it's Cersei on the throne, it's Jon and the Night King, and none of them were the ones that ended up uh, on it. Um, and I just sit there wondering, I'm like, is this even going to sell? Are any of these going to sell anymore? Um, I have uh, the one of Cersei on the throne, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, she was on the throne, so... She yeah. Earned it. That one was earned. Daenerys, did she even get to sit on the throne? No. No. Mm. Symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> the throne was in us all along. Uh, any, any final thoughts, guys? Before I go into my favorite tweet? Um, only as I was watching, all I could think of was Jen was totally right about everything. <laughs> awesome. I love it when Jen is right. <laughs> Jen was also right about a lot of things with Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow, too. So uh, if you want to hear about that, you guys should go listen to my podcast, Super Trash. <laughs> Christian? Oh, God. Um, yeah, uh... I think I could see where the fantasy element was going and the token-esque references of how everyone goes through this hero's journey, comes full circle. And uh, I think it would have been better if we had probably another season and a half worth of content to really pace it better. Um, so I respect Martin's vision. It was just D&D just ruined this whole thing. That's basically it. Yeah. Like, for me, I think it's I'm fine with how it ended. I'm just not fine with how we got there. Um, and I think that resonates for a lot of people. But I think that there's two things. Uh, one was an epilogue a fan wrote on, uh, on the Game of Thrones subreddit. It's called uh, Epilogue After the Wheel. Uh, kind of made me feel a lot better. Uh, or just like gave me some sort of closure. <laughs> um that I didn't know I needed, uh, so I highly recommend you look that up. It, it's well worth it. And then this tweet was the best. Um, so, epilogue, 19 years later. But Dad, oh, no. what if I get put in House Lannister? <laughs> John kneels before his son, puts a hand I on his that. shoulder. <laughs> Tyrion Eddard, Night King Snow, you were named after the bravest man I ever knew, and the magic zombie. <laughs> I love it. I, I can love do it so you much. one better. Um, there was, uh, an article that said that, uh, I'm going to link it. Now that Game of Thrones is over, J.K. Rowling announces that Jon Snow is gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> One my brother sent to me, uh, Sir Davos developing from an illiterate man to someone who corrects other people's grammar <laughs> is probably the only valid character development in this series. <laughs> For real, though, Davos is, like, the only experienced one on that mm -hmm. small council. Like, he's the only one who deserves to be there. And he's the only one that I don't think would actually choose to be there. Like, I think Sir Davos, after all of this ordeal, like, he just goes and opens an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. I could see it on a ship. Because now he's a shipmaster. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So our watch is now ended. 
until it begins again with one of three prequels that are currently in development. Ugh. How do you think the this ending impacts those? Do you no, think it that does, it does? Yes. It doesn't because... Uh, nope, it doesn't actually because uh, THR just posted a interview with the HBO president CEO I forget the exact title um, so all the pre all the series will be prequels they are ne- not touching anything that happens after the series um, uh, they don't want to the president was pretty much like don't even expect a reshoot all the decisions made were basically on D&D um, it was their choice to do it as much like he even said he was on record um, saying that you know they could have done five more seasons but they let the showrunners have their choice um even like one brought up like the fact that they could have just chosen different showrunners they're like the actors probably wouldn't have wanted that either which like if you think about it season six finale was one of the series the series is best finale. Mm-hmm. um yeah you come mm-hmm. off of battle of the bastards which was amazing into cersei destroying the sept and taking everyone down with her uh daenerys coming uh down from uh daenerys coming across the sea and there's a uh, it's just big moment after big moment like you don't expect episode 10 to have these big moments it's episode 9 and season 6 just delivers like th- this anticipation for the next season that like at an all-time mm-hmm. high like you this is what everyone's been waiting for mm-hmm. and then you have the showrunners come out and say we we only need what was it 15 episodes or 13 whatever it was and it's just so disappointing to see like i like i don't blame the actors for not like being like oh they don't know what they're doing because like at that point i would have been like oh no okay two seasons this is what we need the showrunners think we need fine so be it i don't think any of us questioned it either at that moment like we all would have loved more thrones but it is what it is and that is you know that that's my box quote that you'll see on the complete it series. It is what it is. It is what it is. I hate that phrase. I hate it. I despise it with the fire of a thousand suns. I think it's terrible. Right. Just like D and D, Dunkin' and Donuts. Uh, you guys think the internet will? Oh, Game of Thrones is a complete series. Final grade. Oh boy. That's hard. That's really hard. That's really, that's really, really hard. hard. I think that's something that I have to wait a little while to see. Because there's. I mean, I've been pretty critical of the show. Um, I've been pretty critical of a lot of the pacing of certain things. I feel like there's a lot of wasted time throughout the early seasons. But there's a lot of really, really good moments, too. Like, there's there's a lot of really good acting that these these characters like um oh my goodness i'm drawing a blank on his name uh the actor for oberon um Uh, pablo pascal yeah pascal okay um i think that he did such a phenomenal Mm -hmm. job with a character that i already really liked in the books but made me like him more, you know? And so, and there's a lot of really good small moments. I think of like season one between Robert and Cersei. Um, I think of the things that they added. I talk of hard home all the time. I think that it's great. Um, but then I also think of other characters that they've kind of done poorly, like Sir Barristan, oh God, Stannis. Two of my um, favorites, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And so 
it's kind of, I, I, I don't, I mean, I think that the spectacle, the spectacle of Game of Thrones is great. And I love that Game of Thrones has brought a lot of people to a fantasy genre that most people mm-hmm. wouldn't watch. Like, the people who watch Game of Thrones, like, everybody watches Game of Thrones. And it's, it's still pretty high fantasy for a TV show. And I think that that's impressive. But I think that going back and rewatching, I think that we will find a lot of failings, but also maybe going back and rewatching the last two seasons, we could be a little more forgiving. I, as a series as a whole, I'm really tainted by these last two seasons. And I'm going to say at best a B minus. Hmm. Yeah. No, I was actually going to say B minus myself. Hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. I also was going to surprise you all and go with the B minus. <laughs> but uh, it's for me, it's really just this last season. Um, and so I guess my question is, is do, would you have given it that rating if it wasn't for this last season? Uh, if it wasn't for the last two seasons. Okay. I, was, I probably would have rated it a lot higher. I think it would have been a B plus for me. Yeah, this I last think so season, too. If, if, if this final season was on par with 7, because I didn't take as much issue with 7. I was a bit more forgiving with Beyond the Wall um, and like the timeline breaking that they were doing. Um, but, yeah, B plus. I mean, I, I will say that that B minus even now is graded on a curve. Mm-hmm. Because there aren't a lot of great fantasy TV shows. There really aren't, yeah. So, I think that my gut says, mmm, C. Hmm. But I'm still <coughs> very, very disappointed. And the treatment of female characters has been atrocious. Yeah. Through uh, 99% of the show. And the other 1% is Aria. <laughs> so... And that's just because, again, she's this fantasy ca- fantasy caricature of what a female character should be. She's every main female character in, in any fantasy series. Hmm. That's Arya Stark. Um, so, yeah. For me, I think I would have given this, like, an A. I would have even given it, like, a higher rating. But just, I'm a big fan of how things end as a writer. And I, I just, as much as I would have liked to see the this come to a much more... Uh, organic conclusion like it just it was just messy the execution was too messy for me to give it anything above a b minus uh nicole um i'm grading on a pass fail (laughs) 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 and uh, mainly because of you know to jen's point that the show had brought so many viewers into that genre that normally don't watch it like i have friends who really do not you know watch consume anything fantasy related at all get really into the show just for that alone i would give them a pass hmm. you know like as much as i said the same I was... thing about twilight <laughs> Twilight series. i give twilight a pass because twilight got a lot of young people to read got a lot of young girls interested in a genre that they might not normally mm-hmm. be interested in Those and because of that they read a whole series of books that then led them to reading a bunch of other young adults yeah. Uh, series, and I think that that's a huge benefit. So I respect. That. I, I don't I like them. I, but yeah. I admire it. I will also mention that it did get us another thing. It got us the new Batman. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> yep. 
I think he'll be fine. Actually, I actually, I, yeah, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out yeah. judgment because I actually didn't think Ben Affleck would be that good, and I liked him as Bruce Wayne. I've followed uh, Robert's career, and I actually think he could do a good job. But I'm like in the minority. Don't kill me, people. Wait, is he? Remind me, is it? He's not. Is he playing Bruce Wayne, or is it a different iteration of Batman? I, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we don't know. Because yeah. Warner Brothers can't get their head around the cinematic universe one way or another. Um, yeah. I was going to say something, and now I'm blanking. But The Game of Thrones looking... screen. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I think a lot of the reason why maybe in this podcast I'm also just kind of like over, over it and not as disappointed is because I'm watching One Punch Man season two right now. <laughs> oh, and I started that you know, too. It's terrible. Oh. It's a catastrophic failure. Oh, sad. Like if you're ever look, I if love season <laughs> one so much. Because like, at least with Game of Thrones, like consistently, um, the look, the feel, everything has stayed the same. Like the writing has varied, and like that's where the disappointment lies like if game of thrones had decided to just like cut the budget and all you had was like actors in front in front of like a cgi screen for majority of it like or just just production quality just dropped altogether that's what one punch man season two is like it's like it doesn't look the same it doesn't feel the same it just lost all the flavor and aesthetic that i've come to love and it was the probably the most anticipated show or anime in years and it's yeah it's just be happy <laughs> be happy that you at least got a consistently visual experience <laughs> from game of thrones like to create a world from nothing is a lot of work and a lot of people put good work into it so um thank you that's what i'll say thank you mm. um um, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna echo that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the not the writers here, just uh, the the production production staff. Yes. There we go. Oh yes. yeah. yeah, I mean it's been All flawless. The... Costume yes. design yeah. has been great. Yeah. Set design great. The yeah. whole sure. world building mm-hmm. and shooting in all those locations. Props to them, hands yeah. down, easily. Yeah, yeah. And sure, we got a water bottle or a Starbucks cup here. There it happens. <laughs> um, but don't look inside my car. It's way worse. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I just think one last tidbit. If you're wondering what George R. R. Martin is doing next, apparently... He doesn't know. No, he knows what he's doing. He, no, I know. It's sure. been rumored that, and kind of already leaked, that he's working with From Software on a new game that's supposed to be announced at E3 at Microsoft's press He conference. should be writing. That's what he should be doing. Uh, apparently he is writing this game because From Software can't really write stories in their games. Um, they write really good item descriptions. So... <laughs> so uh, apparently it's supposed to deal with, like, Vikings and stuff, so I'm um, really curious to see where that goes. Um, but outside of that, I think he's also a producer on the, the three series. He's in works with, I think, the History Channel and Hulu on another series. Um, and, you know, if he just wrote one page a day for the next eight years, maybe... Just give it to Brandon Sanderson, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we start a... Can we start a petition on that? And he at least writes female <laughs> characters better, too. Come on. Uh, all right. That does it. Um, I don't know what we're podcasting about next. Oh, oh no. Good Omens. Oh. In yeah. 10 days. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Dibs. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can cover yes! that. That's all yours. <laughs> I'm the biggest gaming fan. 
Um, all right, so I'm your host, Bilal, and you can follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. Nicole, where can people find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter at NAAXC. Christian? Uh, X and underscore Angelus on Twitter, Christian Angelus on Facebook, and X and Angelus on Instagram, and of course at theworkprint.com. And Miss Symbolism herself, Jen Stayrook. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Jen Stayrook. I'm there on Instagram as well. And if you want to follow my other podcast, Super Trash, you can find us on Twitter at Super Trash Cast. Oh, you're done? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> that was like a really quick pause. Um, if you're also wondering, Super Trash does not cover Game of Thrones, even though many of you now feel like it should. Um. It's unfortunate, but I probably will talk about Game of Thrones during Super Trash when we qu- record. Poor right yeah. after yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, till 10 days from now? Hooray! Catch you guys later. Bye! 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 Bye.